This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. And when I want to listen to a great wrestling podcast, well, I'll listen to my own. But if I really want to listen to a great wrestling podcast, I listen to ROH Cast right here on ROHworld.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 20 of ROH Cast. My name's Harry. I'm the web designer and co owner of ROHworld.com. As usual, I'm here with Stephen, the other co owner and the editor of the website. Hi everyone. And John, our previews editor. How's it going? Uh, it's good to have you back this week, John, after your absence last week. Oh, well, it's good to be back. I'm uh, I'm sorry for stealing your news music. I'm sure you'll be uh, glad to have it back this week. Yeah, that's kind of my kind of my thing, it's my identity. <laughs> uh, before we talk about the latest TV show, we're just going to announce that the com is now 1 year old. Uh, thank you to everyone for your support over the past year. Uh, Stephen, you did a good article sort of recapping the the past year with our Twitter followers and whatnot, and uh, we hope you'll continue to support us over the next year. Um, anything you'd like to say about the first year of our website, Stephen? No, not really. I can't, I can't believe we've actually lasted this long together. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think, like, I, I would never have guessed that, we've, you know, the website had become as big as it has. I mean... You know, say the amount of Twitter followers we've got and people who follow us and, uh, you know, the amount of hits that we get and stuff. And that, the forums have really taken up as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, thanks to everyone for uh, for making it so uh, successful so far. Uh, we're now going to talk about the uh, latest TV show, which aired on February 4th. Uh, John wrote up the report, which you can always find at rohworld.com. Uh, the show began can with a recap of the TV title match from Final Battle, which uh, looked a lot better in highlights form than I remember it, honestly, but uh, I suppose all matches do that way. But um, the opener was a TV title match between Mike Bennett and Jay Lethal, which is the start of uh, Fighting February, I think they're calling it, which uh, is something about pay-per-view main events every week. Is that right? But this wasn't the main event, which kind of threw me off. Well, well, we'll get on to the main event in a bit of <laughs> the amazing start to uh, Fighting February. But uh, what do you think of the TV title match between Bennett and Lethal? I thought it was a really, really good match. I really enjoyed it. I like how uh, it kind of, Bennett was kind of playing on the whole, you know, there's no time limit. So he was just, you know, taking as much time as he needed, you know, at the beginning, just to, it felt good heat and everything. So when he finally you know, started fighting, it made, you know, made people actually want to see him get beaten up by Lethal. Yeah, I just, thought, I just thought it was a really good match. These two seem to have pretty decent chemistry together, and they always put on pretty good matches, even though the endings always seem disappointing, as this one was. <laughs> so, but yeah. I thought it was... I, I Did Bennett even look dazed at all before he got pushed over by... No, some... I don't really understand what happened. I mean, for those who didn't see it, Mike Bennett was climbing sort of up the ropes to sort of get himself up, and then Maria pushed him backwards while the referee was distracted to make him fall onto Lethal to pin him. I'm not sure why Lethal was down, but I don't think it was from anything that devastating. But then Lethal sort of reversed it and then rolled him up in like a crucifix-style pin thing and then won that way, which is a bit disappointing, really, anticlimactic. And, you know, he's going to be getting a TV title shot soon. You'd think, you know, they'd want to want him to have like a dominating victory at least with his uh, lethal injection whichever variation Kevin Kelly wants to call it um, well now even lethal was you know yelling lethal injection before his move so hopefully Kevin <laughs> Kelly's going to figure it out Stephen what did you think of the ending yeah I, I didn't really like the ending either I thought it was just a bit 
looked a bit goofy, didn't it? And it was just mm-hmm. a bit. It made Bennett look weak as well. I thought. And I hope there's. I don't... A... Go on, sorry. No, take carry on. I'm gonna say I hope there's not another match between these two because they've had quite a few matches now. I mean, Lethal's first match was against Bennett. They had the match at Final Battle. They had two matches, I think, before this on the TV show. And hopefully, this is just sort of the end of that rivalry because. I was sort of watching this and I was like, we've seen this so many times. I mean, why does Bennett get another title shot? Unless the only the only reason for this match, in my opinion, would be to give Bennett the belt, which, you know, they didn't do for whatever reason. And it just, I don't know. I, I thought this match was okay, but we, I think we've just seen it too many times, personally. Yeah, yeah the, the match itself wasn't bad, but, mm-hmm. you know, there, there was nothing new there. It was just basically, as you say, basically the same as the matches they've had before. So, um it would be interesting to see where Bennett goes from here because I think we all sort of expected him to get the battle, final battle and for whatever reason they just don't seem to be you know confident enough in him to sort of let him run with it so mm. and now he looks like uh, you know Champa's uh, going to be sort of number one contender for it so it'd be, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where he goes from here because um, you know he's sort of on, on sort of the downward spot rather than he's you know since he came into RH he's always been on you know, on the sort of a winning uh, run and had momentum. So, it's, mm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here and how he deals with it. Another thing I didn't like in this match was there's a bit where Lethal was on the outside and Mike Bennett was calling for the count-up. Does that make sense to anyone? Yeah, that <laughs> well, was no, cause weird. They even said, they even said, like, you can't win the title by count-out, but Bennett still wants to basically win by count-out. It, it just... It didn't make any sense, did it? Yeah, it's not like he's the champion, which you know he probably should be at this point, and then that would make a lot of sense in trying to win in ways like that. But yeah, hopefully this is sort of the end of that rivalry, and uh, you know, based off the sort of spoilers we're going to talk about later, it looks like it is. Uh, So after that, we then went backstage with uh, Stephen's favorite rivalry unfolding a bit more as uh, Vader Scott interviewed Eddie Edwards about Kylo Riley. Um, Stephen, uh, we were both quite critical of this uh, sort of storyline last week. What did you think of uh, the next sort of segment of this? It's, it just doesn't seem to be getting any better, does it? It's just <laughs> it's sort of just the same thing over and over again, and it's it's just kind of cringeworthy seeing two grown men say, "I'm a better friend than you." No, no, I am, and it's just oh, I don't, I, I don't really know why they're they're doing it. To be honest, it makes both men look ridiculous, and which is you know considering. As you know, discussed last week, Eddie, Carl, and Dave Richards are probably the three most sort of MMA influenced guys in the on the whole roster, and they're both being made to look like idiots. So, considering RH just seems to be like wanting to go into like the serious sort of style of wrestling, it just yeah, it just it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I'm sure you know that the match will be great because you know both guys are good wrestlers, but mm. they're not that RH sort of aren't helping them by just portraying them in such a ridiculous way. John, what did you think of this angle? Because you weren't here last week when we sort of buried it. This angle reminds me of like a really bad high school drama TV show with like a horrible love triangle. It's just so weird. Like I'm like I'm waiting for one of them just to tell Davy I love you or something like that. Just to it seems like the way it's gonna go. I it's just so I don't know. Like we like you said it's it's just kind of embarrassing for these guys like grown men arguing who's the better friend <laughs> like i i just don't have words for how dumb this is <laughs> and like david richards doesn't seem to care at all about any of this and it's just which makes it even more pointless and 
Uh, there's so many. There's a lot of better ways they could have done this. Like it makes sense. It makes like logical sense for Edwards to go from feuding with Richards to feuding with O'Reilly. That I I understand that. I but mm. what they the way they're doing it is just weird. Like I, I it, that's all I can say. It's just weird. Uh, the next part of the show was the uh, TV return of Kevin Steen, where he did an in-ring promo and was then interrupted by uh, Jim Cornette, who banned the uh, the devastating package power driver. And uh, Steen didn't seem bothered by that. Instead, he'll just come up with something new, which we'll, we'll find out next week, I think, or the week after. But um, what did you think of the uh, Kevin Steen segment, his return to TV? I thought it was pretty good. It wasn't... It, you know, wasn't obviously as great as his stuff from the iPay-per-views where he just, you know, would just go crazy, like from Best in the World or uh, even Death Force Honor or the end of Final Battle. It wasn't up to, you know, the quality of that, but I don't think mm. anybody really expected it to be. But it was still, you know, good to establish him, like who he is on TV. But they said this was his TV debut in, like, in an ROH ring, didn't they? For this Yeah, I, I was thinking that, but he was already in there with his lawyers a few weeks ago before Final yeah. Battle. So I just thought that that was strange, but you know it was still a good segment. I, I, it it's a good story advancement with the uh, you know Cornette understand like, you know trying everything he can to you know kind of screw Steen over you know take away his most devastating move mm. and you know it, it it all makes sense. I'm 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 liking where this is going so far. Yeah, they definitely uh, you know play off each other quite well. The characters of uh, Steen and Cornette. So uh, yeah, looking forward to see what happens next. Really. And anytime you can have a Jim Cornette just going on crazy tirades and rants, <laughs> Stephen, anything you'd like to uh, share about that segment? No, I mean I sort of echo what what John said in comparison to what you know the, the Edwards and O'Reilly storyline seems to be going down. This one just it just makes sense, and you know I think they're going down the whole you know Steen against Cornette angle, which mm. it just it, it makes sense because um, you know obviously he's. Just everything just seemed to be falling into place for for Steen, and uh, you know I, I really enjoyed the the promo. It's it's probably the one of the longest ones we've seen on the TV show, and yeah, probably Steen is, yeah. is Steen is probably one of the the best guys on the microphone in the company. So it makes sense that they're giving him sort of time on the mic to get a uh, you know through through to the TV crowd that maybe haven't seen as much of him as mm. sort of regular RH fans have. And um, <laughs> anyone that saw that when he first came out. And Kevin Kelly was in the ring, and as he walked past know, Nigel, Nigel was just looking at a script and pretending not to be reading it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. He was just like staring at the table and kept like looking up to make out that he wasn't reading a script. It was just oh, that was that's terrible. <laughs> I swear there's there's a video on YouTube of something similar in TNA one time, but it wasn't as sort of blatant as this was. This was uh, <laughs> quite, quite bad, but. But yeah, the, the actual promo I liked. Um, I liked the you know his and sort of Cornette's uh, dialogue. I think they they bounce off each other really well. They're both you know really charismatic guys. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where this where this one goes. Um, I, I like the way he sort of banned the pole driver. It just you know especially with the you know what happened at final battle, he took out three guys. So that that makes sense as well. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to see where where Steen goes because. Uh, um, It'll be, yeah, obviously it's going to be tougher for him without his uh, his best move. But uh, I th- he, does he start using the F five? I think it is. Does he finish a move? Yeah. And, yeah. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where he goes and uh, who he starts to face before um, before he eventually uh, faces Davy. I just want to see how he's going to get that title shot against Davy one on one because uh, you know 
connects Banning's finishing move, and this, he's not going to give him the title shot. So I'm interested to see how he's going to earn it because. Would it even make sense for Connett to put him in a number one contendership match? I mean, he's going to have to do something, you know, to sort of trick Connett to give him that shot, really. I think he'll just... Like, I think he did one of the... Um, I better not say heavy spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was, uh, mean, but I was going to mention something that I don't want to spoil it for people, but yeah, I think we'll basically... Spoilers at the, show. the end. There'll be an alarm. Yeah. About to... I think he'll just start like, causing havoc. He'll, I think he'll just go on an amazing win streak now, probably keep winning matches and I think eventually he's going to I think maybe Dave will be the one that sort of demands the match I think Steen will just keep calling him out and might get involved in one of his matches and it will just come to the stage where you know Dave keeps saying he's like a fighting champion and that's all he he just wants competition so um, as long as Steen doesn't try and train with uh, Dan Seven uh, that, that should be a pretty good matchup Maybe that's the way to get the match, though, because, you know, Steen has been saying stuff about Davy since um, Death Before Dishonor last year, and I don't think Davy's replied once. I mean, even after Final Battle, when he was right in his face, Davy's not said anything. So maybe if Steen were to go and train with Dan Seven, that would sort of annoy Davy like what it did when Eddie did it. So do you think that Davy should have responded by now in some way? No, I like the way they're sort of just. Keeping him, away, keeping him away from each other, yeah. Because, uh, as I say, I think eventually Davey's going to be like, oh, this is enough, and just need to like end this before it gets any further. So mm. I, th- I think the way they're doing it at the moment is pretty smart. Uh, we then got to this week's Inside ROH, and it began with a promo by the House of Truth, uh, talking about their match with the Briscoes next week, where the winner gets $10,000, because they're both putting in five grand each after their loss in that eight-man match uh, Northern Aggression I think it was or Southern Defiance one or the other uh, the Briscoes then replied they were calling <laughs> Truth Martini a peacock uh, I think Mark Briscoe said you know peacock about five times in just this <laughs> one minute promo but um, I'm looking forward to that match next week I'm sure it'll be a, a good one definitely Anything yeah it's say... really good yeah so, yeah, it's really good and I always enjoy the Briscoes they're just they, they're just. I don't, it's just something about them. I mean, their promos themselves aren't great. It's just they're just. You know, they're just amazing characters, both of them. And you yeah. say Mark Briscoe, he's in my opinion probably the better one. Just his his facial expressions and just him as a. He's just yeah. He's just brilliant. Yeah, just who they are just makes makes everything they say just so much mm. better. Because if like you had like anybody else, you know, other comments by a peacock, like what's this dude doing? But, you know, since it's the Briscoes, you're like, this is the best thing I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The second segment or announcement, so to speak, actually, no, it was a uh, promo, sorry, was by Davey Richards talking about his uh, match against Jay Lethal, which will be for the world title uh, on in three weeks, actually, not next week. Sorry. Um, Is this from Jay Lethal winning the Honor Rumble? I believe it's a rematch, isn't it? Oh the yes, Honor, the Honor, yes. was it yes. the Honor Rumble? He shot was it was it the Homecoming or? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah and this, this is just a rematch because they don't have any challenges for Davy really. So I'm sure uh, this I'm sure. yeah a fantastic. Yeah, match. I'm, I'm glad you know they are doing a rematch on TV so we can get to see it. But Davy's promo was a bit bland here. Like, he's, he's never been he's never been the best um, sort of promo guy as in mm. he's just. Well, I think like Eddie Edwards has has got a lot better. I think over the past six or so months, promo wise. But I think Davy sort of just stayed at the same level. But um, 
I think people sort of oversaw that when he was, you know, he was having great matches and laying off the MMA sort of um, influence a, a little bit. But I think people are sort of just, as you say, his promos aren't really that inspiring. But um, yeah, maybe they should sort of just hide the negatives and just focus on the positives. And uh, mm, that's a good idea. Yeah, you noticed that uh, Davy said Lethal can either tap out or uh, be knocked out. So what? Up, no pinfall? Just MMA, <laughs> MMA rules? Is it? Is it uh, American Strong Style match? I don't know. That would be an interesting thing for uh, Davy Richards if he ever like turns heel or something. Have like MMA rules matches to where the only way they can end. But I don't know if I want to see it or not. But I just think that'd be. Uh, pretty... I, th- I think I think the only way they can save Richards and O'Reilly is by turning them heel. I, th- I just... At this with point, the whole, yeah. yeah, with the whole thing, I can only that's the only way I can sort of see a positive out of of where they're going because, as you say, as John said, that's a good idea. Have them like just saying like you know, we train him jujitsu and all this, and just basically saying to them everyone that they're superior than everyone else. And mm. as you say, yeah, maybe do like their own rules, like and maybe have something stupid like um. Instead of like a pure championship, have like an American strong style championship. <laughs> oh no! And no. Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly can be the first champion. Can, can, can I like just mute Stephen under... so no one at Ring of Honor can hear that idea? <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, maybe. <laughs> can we just move on to the next segment before we? Maybe not that far, <laughs> no. but I think they they definitely need to be turned heel at some stage, just because I think they um you know that their characters will be better suited to that sort of thing, and I think it'd be quite effective as well. Uh, the next segment was a promo by the Ornot Express talking about uh, Final Battle where Rhett Titus was injured and saying that they're going to you know, get revenge on the Young Bucks. Um, not really much to say personally about this segment. Anything you'd like to comment on? Not, not really, no. They pretty much said everything they uh, needed to say. Yeah, it's, it's a, you know, keeps the rivalry going because obviously you know, Rhett can't wrestle. But after the great match, I think, was it two weeks ago? Um, with Kenny King and one of the books, I'm you know I'm looking forward to seeing them have a tag match hopefully soon and perhaps at the uh, showdown in the sun if Rhett's uh, able to heal quick enough. Yeah, I think he should be okay by then. I think. He did say you know quite a stern face. He'll be back in two months from the injury, which would be just enough time. So yeah, I think so. Uh, we then had another promo, quite a few in a row here. Uh, with Vader Scott once again interviewing this time the Young Bucks and they said basically on March 4th when they faced the Briscoes they're getting the uh, tag titles and we then got to the sort of main event I suppose of the evening uh, it began with uh, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team coming out who were supposed to face the Bravados um, they well, because the Bravados were in Japan they couldn't come out <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they, didn't, they only just realised when they went to actually look for them backstage that they were in a different country <laughs> Um, hopefully no one will train with anyone that the bravados are friends with while they're in Japan because we know how that will turn out Um, basically Charlie Haas and Benjamin said they're taking the show hostage they want the Briscoes right now they want their rematch for the belts Cornette came out again after it just appeared with Steen and said that uh, they don't have no time they went to an advert um, the Briscoes then burst out started beating them up the bell was then rung, and Cornette changed his mind. Somehow, found the t- found the time, and the the tag titles were on the line. Um, what confused me is that Wrestling's Greatest uh, no, sorry, Jim Cornette on commentary said that because Harson Benjamin pissed him off, the tag titles are on the line. Should it not be the opposite? 
<laughs> yeah, I suppose. And the yeah, fact that they're, they're like, oh, we've got no time, but we're just going to a quick break and we're back in two minutes. Yeah. Like, if you were that push for time, you wouldn't have time for a two-minute break. So, okay, after all this for four, we know it, they, they took the show hostage. Then, then a, lot a, sort of ma- taking, a lot of people are taking Ring of Honor hostage lately. I, I know, yeah. What is going on? I need, some... I need to get some special ops in there or something. Well, you know, the security guards are... Uh... A man down after that security guard got knocked down a few months ago, if you remember that. <laughs> Is it quite scary? I mean, it's scary that they're using Carrie Silkin as a security guard now. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so after, you know, they took the show hostage, um, the Briscoes came out and beat them up. We then actually, a match did start, but unless I'm mistaken, it lasted about five minutes. But yeah, then, about four or five, yeah. and then Shelton used, so, you know, they they took the show hostage. They wanted this. They want the tag belts. Shelton changed his mind and just hit one of the Briscoes in the head with a chair, uh, causing the DQ. And then the show sort of just ended very abruptly with no sort of repercussions. Just sort of, Cornell was like, "I told you about the chair," and then it just sort of ended. <laughs> that that'll be fine. Five thousand dollars, like sure, everybody is. Again, yeah, there's a lot of fines been dished out, but yeah, I'm surprised he didn't find Kevin Steen for. Like yeah, you can just you know take three people out and everything. Did, yeah, and did you get back on the roster. But you know, hit somebody with a chair. That, that's five thousand dollars. Another thing I'd like to say about this match is there's one bit on commentary where they were talking about Shelton's injured ribs from the chair attack prior to final battle. But uh, somehow the Briscoes survived their brutal shots to the head. <laughs> Shelton's ribs still hurting after that attack. The thing was that the chair shot by Shelton was like the weakest one I've ever seen. He didn't even really hit him. He just sort of put it there and my Briscoe just sort of went into it. And Cornette was like, his his head might have caved in. We are like, no, no, it wasn't. (laughs) There might be a small dent in the chair. (laughs) (laughs) So we're laughing quite a lot here, which isn't a good sign for (laughs) for the start of fighting February. But what did you think of this main event, if you can even call it that? I thought thought it was a terrible match, but I thought it was an okay segment. You know, it established the uh, wrestling greatest tag team as heels, which they weren't really before Final Battle. Mm. And it kind of established the Briscoes as faces, you know, which they obviously weren't before Final Battle. They did a good job and, you know... That's true. That's a good way to look Setting up, like, the future of, like, the tag division. But, you know, it, it just was... I've said this a lot about this show, but it was weird. Like, do you think it would have played off better if the sort of orders were swapped between this segment and the TV title match, so that House and Benjamin come out at the start and said they're taking the entire episode hostage, but then the Briscoes just come out and then they do that angle? Then would that, to me, that would make a lot more sense and wouldn't be as sort of disappointing. Yeah, because then you wouldn't have to worry about the time constraints and everything. Where they're like, you don't have the time to do this. Let's go to commercial. And we're back from commercial. <laughs> yeah, but wasn't the Lethal and Bennett match a no-time limit match? If that had been at the end, they'd have had to put a time limit on, and everyone would have been like, oh, it's going to be a draw. Well, oh, then they could have well, uh, put uh, that in the middle and then had the Steam thing close the show, because that was a pretty big deal as well. And that needed... could have worked. Yeah, I think the, the structuring was a bit off here. And, you know, considering they had the first match, which was, you know, decent enough, it wasn't the best match I've seen on the TV show. Then they had a long, 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 long like flow of just promos. And we I think in the early days of the TV show, we often said that the middle sort of dragged on a bit. 
But then, you know, the past few months have had the um, sort of like a squash match in between to sort of break it up. But there wasn't anything like that this time. And by the time the so-called main event did start, they'd run out of time. So I'm quite disappointed with this show personally. I mean, do you guys share that opinion as well? Yeah, I don't think it wasn't one of the the better ones that they've put on. As you say, you know, with there just being one, two matches and one of them, you know, you, you can't really sort of grade it as a match. It was more, as John said, more like a just segment. a segment with yeah. a, a match involved. And, you know, as, as a segment, it wasn't too bad. I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, Harsin Benjamin as, as heels a lot more than when they were putting out the same bland promos time after time about, you know, the Briscoe. So at, at least that's a bit of a positive. And, um, but yeah, as, as, a, as a show, you know, it, it wasn't too bad. I, I thought Steen, again, like he does normally sort of save the show. Um, but yeah, hopefully next week will be a, a bit of an improvement. Mm. Yeah, I think it's one of the shows they probably tried to fit too much into, which led to a lot of bad like timing and time constraints. I think if they had just held back one or two things, it would have mm. made the whole show flow a whole lot better. Yeah, that's a good point. So, uh, anything else you'd like to add on the TV show before we move on? Uh, I don't think so. I don't know if we discussed it right at the start, but did we discuss like the the botched graphics during the? We we didn't. Oh, we were, you were texting me about this earlier. I don't know. Uh... Yeah, well, on the Benny oh, and Le- before the Benny and Lethal match, yeah, the, the, was it the the graphic actually said they were both twenty six, and Kevin um, Kevin Kelly was like, oh, both men are twenty five. <laughs> And then he's and then it had for some reason on the graphic that Bennett follows the code of honor, and I don't think he's ever shook anybody's hand ever. <laughs> so I'm not sure. It's just little things like that that just. It, I mean, it's such a tiny thing, I know, but you do, yeah. you know, you do notice it, and I mean, it's just, you know, when surely when they would, you know, post production when they were seeing that and they would listen to the the audio as well, they thought, hang on, he just said 25 and it says 26 here. Should, maybe we should change that. Even yeah. if it's even if it's incorrect, make sure. If you're gonna do something wrong, make sure you do it wrong all the time. You know, at least make it consistent. But <laughs> they, yeah, it's just little things like that. Just that you know, they've done it before. I think they've they, they spelled McGuinness wrong a few times. They've they put yeah. Charlie Hass with two S's. Yeah, just you know, tiny things like that. Just you know, just avoiding them things just makes everything look more professional. And you know, them sort of little areas shouldn't be getting through. You know, uh, production and uh, through things like that. Uh, so that wraps up uh, the latest TV show. Uh, so we're now going to move on to the news from the past week, which you can always find at rritual.com. We have a great news editor, uh, Landon, who does all the news uh, during the week. And that means, John, you get your music back as well. Get my music back. There wasn't too much news this week in the world of uh, ROH, but uh, the biggest news this week was that uh, Chris Hero, you know, former uh, Ring of Honor tag team champion with Claudio Castagnoli, and he's, you know, it's all around great wrestler, has signed with the WWE and is in uh, their uh, development territory, Florida Championship Wrestling. I think it's great for Hero to have finally made it after all the struggles he had to go through to finally get there, and I'm just happy for him to, you know, be able to wrestle on the biggest stage in the world so it's, it's good for him yeah it's great news finally he's managed to to get there after uh you know claudio's been there for quite a while now hasn't he in uh, fcw and um hopefully they don't you know they're not in both of them aren't in fcw for too long because 
I think when you look at someone like uh, Tyler Black, I think he needed, you know, maybe a year or two or whatever to, to sort of just own his craft and maybe get a bit better character-wise. But, you know, I think, personally, I think Claudio and Hero could both have just walked straight onto WWE TV right from Ring of Honor because, you know, they're, they're both, they've both got the look. They're both obviously great in the ring and, you know, both of them can handle themselves on the mic as well. So, yeah, hopefully it won't be too long before he's actually uh, called up to the, the main roster. Uh, the next bit of news is there's another match announced for the Cincinnati show. It'll be uh, Adam Cole taking on Michael Elgin. Uh, these two, or actually it was not these two, never mind. Uh, for, forget what I just said. <laughs> I was going to say, what is the backstory to that? I was going to say these were the two guys that opened up in the great match at Final Battle, but then I realized that was TJP and Elgin, not Cole. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it should still be a really good match. Yeah, I'm sure it will be, but it seems very random. Yeah. I guess it's yeah. just a, I don't know, but it should still be a good match. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it, sh- it should be good. I'm just, I'm sort of worried about where they're going with Adam Cole because he just seems to be, he just seems to be losing a lot of, a lot of matches. And I mean, considering that they're, they're giving O'Reilly such a big push with, with Davey, I think, you know, I just, I think Cole should be winning a few more matches. And hopefully, hmm. I, I think I put it in a creative, creative direction article about a month ago that. Hopefully he, you know, he'll turn heel soon because I think um, he'll be much more effective that way. And uh, yeah, hopefully he'll start getting some wins. And uh, the last bit of news for this week is wow. that uh, they announced that Ring of Honor has been a uh, in negotiation in negotiations with a surprising name for a showdown in the sun, and that's all they've said. They said they're not going to announce the name until the papers are finalized. So there's some intrigue about who can be coming in to the uh, wrestlemania weekend shows hmm. here in florida so i wonder do y'all ha- do you, who do y'all think it could be i think it might uh, be someone who's been in ring of honor before but maybe not as any ring competitor and i actually think it might be brutal bob <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um i don't know i mean I, I think that in the past i've made announcements like this and nothing happened so I'm not really going to speculate because there's no hints. I don't want to start any rumours that will suddenly appear on dirt sheets or anything. But um... I don't think anyone listens to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very good point, yeah. I could probably I think, stay whatever For I some want. reason, the first name that came to my head, not because I particularly want to see him, because I don't think I would, but was John Morrison. Just because, you know, that they're saying surprising name. And by that, I sort of, I sort of just, um, you know think that maybe it's not someone who's been in Ring of Honor before and I was just sort of thinking of random names and he was probably the first one that popped into my head and well Vladimir but, Kozlov was also released it could be uh, Vladimir Kozlov I was thinking of someone that actually might be out of a decent Gallows, match Luke Gallows has been released as well a long time ago it could be him <laughs> if you're not going to take this seriously I'm not going to bother <laughs> <laughs> says the one who said Brutal Bob as his first pick <laughs> I think we should move off from this story, but uh, is that all the news, John? Is that it? That is it for this week. Wow, a whole week of news in uh, about a minute. Uh, well, well <laughs> the, the always... most most of it comes in the in the way of spoilers, but they'll be at the end of the show, so we don't. Yes, there'll be uh, loud alarm um, after the end of the show. You know, where we'll talk about all the spoilers. But uh, 
that wraps up the news. We're now going to go on to uh, user questions. Uh, you can user listener rather. Uh, you can send these in any time during the week. You can uh, tweet us at roh underscore world. You can go on our Facebook wall, facebook.com slash roh world. You can send us an email, <laughs> contact at rohworld.com. And finally, you can go on our forum, rohworld.com slash forum. I can leave your uh, questions and comments there. Yeah, the one of the first ones is the <laughs> I went before my music then. <laughs> Go on. I should really, should really know that by now, the music comes. Um, yeah, as I was saying, the first one this week is from Aaron on, on, on Facebook. He says, what would you want to see at the 10th anniversary show? It's quite a, well, a bunch of good matches. Uh... <laughs> it's hard to say because obviously no... We've read the spoilers, and uh, you know the main event has been set. But let's pretend that hasn't been set, and let's not try and spoil anything for anyone who doesn't want to hear it. Um, are we talking matches, or or what? What are we talking here? I don't know. I suppose we we can't really talk about matches because, as you say, the the main event has been set. So I don't know. Maybe I'd like some sort of video packages looking back at Ring of Honor a bit over. Yeah, the, maybe, the but then years. But you I look obviously. At the... The errors that they had at Final Battle trying to implement videos and replays and stuff. So I'm not sure whether that would be a sensible decision. But I think that you know that, that would that would make sense. And um, I'd like to see Nigel do something. You know, it doesn't have to have a match, but maybe just close yeah, like, them on someone like, or something. Like, and like, yeah, just have a, you like, know like a chant going, a tribute to him because obviously he's been such a big part of Ring of Honor. And you know, he's still there, so it'd be a great way to. Yeah, kind of like a uh, like uh, like what was it? WrestleMania 21, Hulk Hogan and uh, Muhammad Hassan when you know he was out, Hassan was out, out there just talking trash and everything, and Hulk Hogan came down and just beat the crap out of him. You can do the same thing with Nigel, like just have like some young heel just on in Ring of Honor, maybe like a Mike Bennett or somebody just talking trash to everything, mm. and then have and just have Nigel go out there and just shut him up, and you know that just get a huge pop from the crowd and everything. And yeah, be a we wouldn't have to wrestle, moment. wouldn't have to go anywhere from there, but I think that'd be good to see. As long as he hits the Tower of London and the the, the um the Lariat, then that's that's fine by me. <laughs> Anything um, else you'd like to see at the show or I just I think maybe a couple of guys just coming in from sort of Ring of Honor's past. I mean, I know BJ Whitmer's scheduled for Cincinnati. But, yeah, Cincinnati and I'd I'd quite like to see him at uh, the tenth anniversary as well. Just maybe a couple of other guys that maybe Jimmy Ray back in again for one more match, I think. Mm. Because um, you know, I think it's quite clear that this you know this event isn't going to be sort of the highest of you know highest on their priorities with um showdown the sun. You know, showdown in the sun coming later in the month. So hopefully it'll just I'm I'm expecting this this event to sort of just be like um like a celebration of the last ten years rather than just like um you know sort of continuation of storylines or whatever. So mm. and I think in that aspect it's got the potential to be you know a really really good event. Yeah. Right, the next one. Um, Until you hear the main event. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to just trash the main event, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, from Alex in Greece on Facebook, he says, which wrestler would you want to see come out of retirement and wrestle for one time in ROH? It's Cash Nig- sure. Nigel McGuinness. Yeah, I'm not sure if you mean someone who's retired, like been in Ring of Honor and retired, or just anybody. Just, um, yeah, I think Nigel. That that'd be. I think that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? Hmm. I can't, really think, I can't really think of anyone else who's retired. Mabel. 
<laughs> if you really want to see Mabel, this is Dan Seven, perhaps. <laughs> and if we if we can see anybody, if this is anybody, why not just go with like Shawn Michaels or so, like if, if I know it's not ever 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 going to happen, but you know he's the, probably one of the best of all time, and he still you know proved what whatever WrestleMania it was last one he did was still really good. You know, great in the ring. Why not? Yeah, he did say anyone that's retired, so I suppose that. You know, that could... Does Andre the Giant count? No. <laughs> Damn. Okay, then um, Brock Lesnar. What's the uh, the next question? <laughs> um, next one is from Macklin. He says, uh, we, I suppose we'll discuss this in the spoilers part. He says, what do you think of the main event and the 10th anniversary? Personally, as someone that is going, I think it absolutely sucks. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll talk about that in the uh, spoilers section. Yeah, well, um, that's, that's not that's not a good thing to hear from somebody who's going to go to the show. <laughs> no, it's not. They'll hear about um, it on the TV show in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I th- we've got one on the forum as well um, from Classic Cabana. He says, uh, Derry Richard has been champ for nearly eight months now. It doesn't wow. seem that long, does it? No. <laughs> wow. Um, is, it, is it fair to say his reign has been a disappointment and is it one of the worst world total reigns in ROH history? Uh, I mean, I don't think I know enough about ROH history to call it the worst ever. I mean, perhaps you two could comment more on that, but I'd say it has been a disappointment, in my opinion. I mean, the match at Final Battle was a big letdown. The, the storyline on the TV show was it didn't really make much sense, and you know, the whole Dan Seven angle to it, and you know, the promos he's been doing have been very similar. They're sort of putting the opponent over, and. I just had the, the kicks, the MMA influence. I could go on and on with things that just sort of let me down, really, ever since he won it. But what what do you think? Is it the worst in ROH history or one of them? It's, it's a disappointing one. He's only defended it four times in the eight months in Ring of Honor. He's had six six defenses total, but two of those came, you know, not in Ring of Honor. So that's just one every other month. He's been competing in tag match after tag match. So it's been a disappointing one. I'm not going to say it's, you know, the worst one, but uh, it hasn't been one of the better ones, I'll say that. Yeah, I, I don't think it'd be up there as the worst. Um, I think, yeah, but as you two said, it's been very disappointing and I don't think it's all totally Davis' fault. I think a lack of sort of challenges has hurt because, mm. I mean, apart from, I mean, who's he defended against? Ed, um, Generico. Eddie, Generico Rod. and, and Rod, yeah, Ruddy, because, I mean, Lisa. they're the only three guys really that Lethal. I've had the, I mean, oh sorry, yeah, lethal as well. But I mean, yeah, you take out. I mean, Generica was never really going to win the title. Neither was Roddy after, you know, not having it that long ago. And um, lethal with the TV titles, I was unlikely to win it. So it was only Eddie really that sort of fate, you know, final battle that really had you know a genuine chance of winning it from him. So mm. I think, and, and the thing, <laughs> the fact that the, on the actual um, champions page on the website they've actually credited defenses against. Um, people that haven't actually occurred in Ring of Honor sort of sums up the title reign that there haven't been enough defences and um, yeah cause as, that, the question, I mean eight months and that's, that has really surprised me because they say because there's been such a lack of uh, defences that it, it seems like only a few months but um, yeah it's surprising I mean, mm-hmm. what, what would you say is, has been was the worst title reign of all time I mean personally I wasn't a big fan of Jerry Lynn's title reign at I don't know. I just, I just felt like he, I just don't think he should have won the title in the first place. And although the matches he had as champion weren't weren't bad, I just thought, you know, I just thought this whole title round was sort of unneeded, really. Oh, the worst 
I don't know, honestly. Yeah, I don't really know much about Ring of Honor history, really, to be coming on the worst of all time. But you know, I definitely say Davies was a was a disappointment. Mm, I think controversial as well. I'd probably rate Morishima's up there with not not the worst, but I think that I think his reign was really overrated because I think some of the matches he had were just a bit. I don't know. There, there was a few of them just seemed to sort of fall flat when they were built, being uh, really built up strongly. Mm. Um. Right. Next one is from Twitter. This is from Andy. He says, how long do you think it will be until Kevin Steen becomes ROH champion? Do you think Al Generic will be the one to beat him for it? I think that would this, be awesome. We sort of discuss this. Yeah, I think we sort of discuss this question every sort of week, don't we, about when do you think Steen's going to win the title? It's it's interesting pattern, isn't it? All different people are basically saying, you know, when's Steen going to get the belt is, is a recurring pattern here, isn't it? Um, I think everyone wants to see it, that's why. Yeah, I think by the looks of it, it's going to be, you know, the June pay-per-view. Best in the world this year, if they call it that. You know, a year, Davies' reign will be a year long, and perhaps it'll happen there. I mean, I don't think, if they were going to do it at Showdown in the Sun, they would have, you know, started building it a bit more now. But I think, you know, it might even be the pay-per-view after that, but it's going to be a lot, you know, further away than people want it to be, I think. Uh, I'm still sticking to my initial prediction that it's going to happen at a final battle. I know, you know, as you say, it doesn't look like it's going to happen at Showdown in the Sun, and I think they're just going to keep building it and building it and building it until until final battle because I think they're going to just want to just they want to build it for as long as they can, and they want people to literally just be like, please, just give us the match. And um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I personally think final battle. Um, as you know, he's that's for uh, Steen to have such an impact at final battle that. I think it could be, uh, it could be like the start of something, you know, something similar. I know it's nothing like that, but similar to like Undertaker and the WrestleMania. I think Steam could really just become synonymous with Final Battle. So, what do you think about you know Generica being the one to eventually end Steam's reign? As you say, I think that's a really good idea because I think the whole story behind it would be great as well. He, you know, him coming back from you know that he won the you know a bloody feud in two thousand ten and. Um, was it 2010? Yeah, it was 2010. <laughs> Can't believe that ended that that long ago. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that that would be a great story. But that you know, the he hasn't been doing much recently. He has, but you got a This would be maybe even a year ahead. Like it'd be a long time, and they'd have plenty of time to build up Generico for that. You know that spot. And I think yeah, that's, that's you definitely know, an awesome true. moment. Is something that the they could build towards if they put, you know, enough time into it on the TV show. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely, as I say, they could build to that. And, um, you know, they're not that keen on giving guys sort of a second title reign. So he's he's definitely in with a, with a decent shot, I think. Mm. Um, right. The last one we have is from at Denim Dave. He says, what's with the adverts on the forum and website? I'll leave that to Harry because he's the webmaster. Uh, well, basically, um, the website costs money to run. Unfortunately, we we get billed um, monthly um, for sort of the hosting of all the forum and all the graphics and stuff and all the articles, and we get billed yearly as well for the rhl.com sort of domain. So um, the only reason we've put ads, you know, on the website and the forum is just to try and you know make the money back that we put into the website. We're not trying to make a profit off it. We probably won't. 
but anything that you know can help towards the cost will be great. If if it does happen that you know these ads make a profit, which as I said is unlikely, but if they do, we're just going to put the money back into sort of giving away, you know, t-shirts or pay-per-views or or just making you know improvements to the website, buying you know, premium features and things. But hopefully they're not too sort of getting anyone's way. I mean, the one on the website is quite small. The the one on the forum is just at the top. If you if you want to help us, maybe click on them a couple of times. That would be perfect. But as I said, they're just there to try and help cover the costs. That's all. But this is a little spoiler of things to come. If you don't like them on the Ooh. forum, Ooh. there may be a way to get rid of them soon. And have to uh, stay tuned for details. And we don't mean hack the website. Don't do that. No, that'd be very bad. I'm looking at you, Steen. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, that was the last of the listener topic. Thanks everyone for uh, sending them in this week. Yeah, you can send them in any time uh, during the during uh, yeah during the week by any of the ways I said uh, earlier. Uh, for those of you who don't want to hear all the spoilers from the uh, Baltimore TV tapings, uh, I suggest you stop the podcast right now. As uh, thank you for joining us, we hope you enjoyed the uh, the first sort of oh, the main segment of the show. Uh, for those that are sticking around, we're now going to move on to the uh, spoilers from the February fourth uh, Baltimore TV tapings. Okay, so if that wasn't enough indication of, you know, stop the podcast for spoilers, I don't know what is. So, uh, the first show uh, began with... Okay, uh, the main event (laughs) for the first show... Sorry, I was just trying to remember what happened. The first show was supposed to be the Young Bucks versus Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team, but Shelton Benjamin was suspended because he hadn't paid the fine... For the chair shots <laughs> at final battle. Is uh, it Mill? Does this remind you of a game of Monopoly? What? Because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't pay his fine, so he's been thrown in jail and he won't pay his. What? Pay <laughs> to get out of jail. $250 to get out of jail. Uh, yeah. Please do not pass go. Um, it is. It sounds. And apparently, apparently the actual. The, the real reason he wasn't there is because. He was doing a show in the Philippines, I think. I think there was a show oh. in the Philippines that basically had. Most of like the guys who've been like released by WWE, so like John Morrison and um, like Finley. Uh, who else did he have? So ben... um, basically, like, a lot of the guys who have like, recently been released by by WWE. I think MVP was on it as well. So, so he was yeah he was, he was there. So Benjamin wasn't there for the entire taping. It's like four weeks of TV. No, he didn't. Sh- I don't think he was on it. Anyway. I don't know if they're gonna have to you know film promos at a later date and try and fill them in because otherwise, how they're gonna build up for their feuds i mean that would be a bit difficult yeah i think they'll definitely um give them some uh some promo, promo time uh, i think we... i mean they haven't really as you say i mean they've got the sort of on and off feud with the briscoes still and mm. i expect them to be getting a match soon but that I, I think a few weeks of uh of no heart or benjamin i don't think that'd be be too bad because um you know i, th- I just think that when they come back hopefully they'll be sort of revitalized a bit and the fans won't be sort of sick of seeing them every week either. So uh, <laughs> it could be best in disguise, really. Uh, we then got to the first match of the uh, first show, which was Kevin Steen defeating Andy Rightleg Ridge. Um, after easily defeating him, he was attacked. Attacked. Him. 
Uh, Steve Carina hit the ring to make the save. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs also ran out to make the save as well, started to brawl with Steen. Uh, and once they were sort of separated, Jimmy Jacobs challenged Steen to a match. Um, they didn't announce what event that would be at. Perhaps it'll be TV or pay-per-view, we don't know, but that sounds, you know, pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Any comments on a, you know, Jacobs versus Steen match? Yeah, that, yeah, should, that be... should be a really good match. <laughs> that we just yeah, I the, same the exact thing. same thing. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think they're really still underutilizing Jimmy Jacobs. I think he's a great talent, and I just think they need to start using him better. Mm. Hopefully... This you know little feud with Steen will help hopefully lead to bigger and better things for him in Ring of Honor. Yeah, I think he's he's just been underutilized so much, Jacob, since he came back. I mean, I know he was brought in as Carino's sort of sponsor, but mm. you know he hasn't been in enough matches. I mean, he's 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 a guy that can easily just go in there with basically anyone on the roster and have a great match. So, you know, when we're moaning that you know the the middle middle of the card or you know towards the main event hasn't got enough depth or haven't you know we haven't seen enough uh, different matches to have a guy like him on the roster doing nothing is is quite um quite stupid really so mm. I, yeah i'm glad that this that i mean uh, maybe even have that at the 10th anniversary standing against jacobs that'd be that'd be good, good. Match yeah to sit there yeah or i i, I, sh- I should expect they'll probably put it at showland in the sun but um either or it'll be it should be a fantastic match uh, we then had an announcement of the main event for the 10th anniversary iPay-Per-View, which uh, airs on March 4th. Uh, Team Ambition, Davey Richards and Kyle O'Reilly will be taking on Eddie Edwards and Adam Cole in the main event, which is what uh, Macklin was saying earlier was a bit disappointing as um, he's attending the show. Um, what do you think about this You know, main event in the 10th anniversary iPay-Per-View? I don't like it. I... Think Richard should have had a defense, not a, but not one against Ed, Eddie Edwards or Roderick Strong. This, I think, you know, Richards versus Adam Cole would have been a good main event, which would showcase, you know, that Ring of Honor is about like the up and coming, you know, stars like, of tomorrow kind of thing, mm. and you know that could have been like a star making performance for, you know, Adam Cole at that point. But this is just, oh no. I mean, I'm sure this will be a good tag match, but to me, it doesn't scream pay-per-view main event. It it, it should it be on the TV show. It doesn't, to me, scream pay-per-view main event, and it doesn't scream to me 10th anniversary main event. That's that's what it's so just... Most cards, I think this would be okay, but 10th anniversary is such a big deal that this, this is just disappointing. Do you think you'd like to see it show down in the sun, or do you just not, not want to see this at all? It would be fine, you know, maybe for, like... Like a house show, or like like the Cincinnati show coming up, or something like that, or even on TV, like as a main event, would be great. Mm. But not not for this show. I, I don't I don't think so. It's probably still gonna be a fine match, but I think it should have been held elsewhere. Some yeah, people on the forum. Go on. I I think I completely agree with what John said. I don't I don't think it should be you know main event of the 10th anniversary show. I, I'm expecting it to be a pretty good match and. I think it will be. I mean, I think sort of the build up to it. I know we discussed it earlier. Was, was awesome. sort of just drag people's um, sort of expectations down a bit. But it's, you know, all four guys are, are great wrestlers, so it should be a pretty good match. But mm. I mean, I don't want to sort of. Well, it doesn't really matter if people listen to this. They listen to the spoilers anyway. But I mean, one of the matches, the main event for one of the was it the first night of Showdown in the Sun? It's yeah. going to be um, Davy against Roddy against uh, Eddie. And, you know, as, as John said, what we've seen them three guys wrestle each other so many times, 
I'd much prefer to have seen that match, um, main event, the 10th anniversary show, and have the top, have the tag team match at Showdown in the Sun weekend because mm. it, it would just make so much more sense. Have the title sort of defended on the 10th anniversary show. Obviously, the first ever show in Ring of Honor, the main event was uh, Daniels, uh, Brian Danielson and Loki in a triple threat match. So like a reference to that saying, you know, this is, you know, that was the beginning of ROH. That's what made it so good. And we're just sort of continuing the trend sort of thing. And it yeah. would have just made so much more sense. And that could have just been sort of the end of, you know, the M3 guys sort of wrestling each other. But they've sort of prolonged it now. And, uh, you know, it, it just seems a really strange decision to me. Mm, really really disappointing I mean that was the point I was going to bring up to have that triple threat at the 10th anniversary you know linking back to the first show would, would make so much sense and would be perfect and as you said good stopping point for those three wrestling each other you know after this match they should be restraining or just put on three not allowed to be in the same <laughs> ring at the same time for at least a year or something but uh, it's hopefully what I'm hoping I said this on the forum is that whenever this was announced they'll have someone goes it will be David Richards and Kyle O'Reilly versus Eddie Edwards and Adam Cole at Showdown in the Sun. Just dub it in over the top and just, <laughs> ch- just change it or something. Because I think doing it at 10th anniversary is, is silly. Uh, we then got to the next match, which was Eddie Edwards and Adam Cole uh, defeated Matt Tavern and Mike Mondo. Um, I think the you know formation of the Edwards and Cole team was um, the last TV taping, which hasn't aired on TV yet. Is that right? Um, yeah, so, I, I, I don't mean, I think, was this their first match? I think it was the first match, wasn't it? This is their first match as a team, but yes. I think, yeah, I think I'm sure is it, it should be next week's TV show, the week after the, the last set of tapings when they like Eddie, like officially like sort of asked Cole to sort of form a team. Mm. Sort of thing. Which uh, I'm a bit, I'd rather see just, Kyle and o, um, Cole and O'Reilly just feud separately from Davey and Eddie. I don't think they need to be. I suppose they're just trying to make it more of a main event feud, but I'm not a huge fan of it personally. No, I just it, I, it just seems they've just they've just tried to confuse like they've they've just tried to fit so much into this this feud, and they're just they're overthinking things in my opinion rather than just keeping it simple. Mm. They're just. They seem to be as well. They seem to be thinking of right. We want this match to happen. We want this feud to happen, rather than thinking why is it going to happen. But like obviously we had the you know Edwards and Richards at final battle. It ended up being about Dan Seven, which was completely stupid when it ended up being nothing about Dan Seven. Mm. And now it just seems to think right. We want we want Carl and O'Reilly to break up. How, how are we going to do this? And then they have to think of a stupid reason because they can't think of anything. I think they're doing it too soon as well. Future Shock could have lasted a lot longer. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, I suppose that they, they've noticed that they haven't got enough, you know, guys towards the top of the card and they want to sort of maybe push O'Reilly and or Cole towards the, the top on their own, which is fine. But as you say, doing, you know, and maybe give them a, a bit longer because, you know, they were they were doing well as a team and, you know, they'd had a couple of title shots and done well. So, um Especially with the Bravados now gone as well, the tag team sort of uh, scene was looking pretty stacked, but now it's it's getting a bit uh, thinner now. So um, uh, yeah, but it's, I, again, I, I'm not 100% behind sort of the booking decisions that have been made recently, and they just seem a bit a bit confused to me. Mm. Uh, the replacement main event was uh, Mark Briscoe defeating Charlie Huss with a Jay Briscoe handcuffed at ringside for some reason. I'm not sure. <laughs> 
why one of the faces would be handcuffed. Sure, that's something you do what, to a what's heel. The, what is the fascination with steel chairs and handcuffs? I, I just I, don't I, understand. I'm sure we'll find out when that show airs in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, the second show began with the Young Bucks defeating Coleman and Alexander. Um, like, if you would have asked me a couple of weeks ago, I'd say I don't want to see that. But after, you know, CNC's performance last week against um, Davey and uh, O'Reilly, I'm actually looking forward to this and seeing if they can do another um, impressive performance. Yeah, it should be a pretty good match. You know, it makes sense for, for both teams. Um, yeah, Young Bucks sort of want to get some momentum before their title shot and CNC are just sort of still trying to sort of find their feet uh, in Ring of Honor. So, yeah, hopefully this match will, um, as you say, be as good as the uh, match last week. We then had a rematch from the Homecoming 2012, which was a ROH World title match. Davy Richards defeated Jay Lethal. Um, if I remember rightly, this turned into chaos. Um, let me just read what it said here. The match was married with interference. That is a quote from you there, Stephen. Tommaso Ciampa and the Embassy came to ringside, followed by Kyle O'Reilly, Eddie Edwards, Adam Cole, and the House of Truth. And apparently it was a bit of a mess. Uh, Lethal was thrown off the top rope by the Embassy, which led to Rich- Richard retaining with kicks to the head. <laughs> You're right there, John? The, the infamous, the infamous finishing move. Uh, Lethal and Richard shook hands post-match while Champa stares on. Now, honestly, that sounds a complete mess, but hopefully when it airs on TV, it'll make more sense as to why all of those people are interfering and why Well, the entire roster decided to get involved. (laughs) And why, you know, Champa stares on at Lethal and Richards. I mean, perhaps he's going after Lethal, but... He's got a total shot, hasn't he, at Lethal, so... Yeah, but still... I suppose that's why... But, yeah, it, it does sound a bit confusing. I'd rather just have them the clean match. And... But honestly, yeah, and I think like I noted... <laughs> that honestly sounds like something you'd see in TNA with like the entire Immortal faction coming out. I mean, there's just too many... <laughs> Why are all these guys interfering? But hopefully on TV it'll make a lot more sense. Whatever happened to Roderick Strong's TV title shot? Is he ever going to get that? <laughs> that is uh... a very good question. Is he just saving it just, just in case something goes down? He's just, you know... Keep it in his back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yeah. And I think I noted later on in that report as well that Strong actually came, oh. came out mid, like came out to a sort of uh, match four times during the the one TV taping. Is that right? Huh. Yeah, I think I put it. I put it in a bit later on that he came out. He came out four times during a match. During diff- he came out during four matches, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, four different matches. Yeah, he came out. Okay, I thought you were saying yeah, like, he came in the ring. No, so he didn't come out. <laughs> and then he just decided to go back, came back out, decided to go back. I was like, that seems really pointless. <laughs> no, if he interfered in four different matches, but in, in the one wow. evening, that's... That's, that's quite a lot of that's random interference. That, that, yeah. that basically means every, every single week we're going to see Roddy running in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then had a tag team title match set for Showdown in the Sun, uh, which will be the Briscoes versus Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. Um, but this doesn't, uh, this doesn't really, I mean, it just doesn't really make sense because, you know, from what Cornette was saying, um, you know, during the, the match uh, on this week's TV show, and you know, McGuinness was like, "Why are you sort of um, 
know, giving these guys title shots when they're holding their show hostage. I mean, what you know, what have they done to sort of earn a title shot? I mean, they've had the rematch. They've used chairs once again, yet they're getting rewarded to, with a title shot. Mm. I mean, without even actually appearing on the TV tapings. Well, Arsenal's on, on it once, but Benjamin hasn't been on it. So why are they, why are they getting a title shot? It just there's no sort of explanation for it. I mean, hopefully on the TV show they'll explain it, but I agree, it does sound a bit confusing. And personally, I don't know if I want to see that match again. Honestly, in all honesty, but I think I mean, it'd be, if, it'd if be more. If they have it as a straight-up match, I think it'll be good. Like, kind of how they had it at the ninth anniversary show. That was a, They had a good match together. Just, like, all the overbooking at the at final battle kind of ruined it. And if they could just go out there and have a, you know, good 15-minute straight-ahead, you know, tag team wrestling match, then I think it'll, it'll be a good match. But it's not something I'm necessarily looking forward to seeing, though. That's, it seems like we've been saying that a lot about, like, the stuff coming up, like, throughout March. You know, we were saying it's good, but... Not anything we're looking forward to seeing, and that's a that's kind of a problem, or not kind of it actually is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then got to the third TV show taping, uh, which began with Mike Bennett defeating T.J. Perkins. Uh, T.J.P. another loss. Um, I think someone did on the forum sort of like a win loss record for 2011, and T.J.P. had the worst record, which is. You know, yeah, I quite, think he was Owen Owen seven, which is quite you know disappointing for such a talented guy. And I'm pretty sure Hart and Benjamin. I think Benjamin was seventeen and one. Wow, and that I've didn't include of... TV tapings, did it? That win last record, I don't. No, think. I've got here TV taping re- results not including the top three: a Benjamin seventeen and one, Hart sixteen and two, and Richard fifteen and four. So that's and like the... four times last year. I know, but this thing, this also says Grizzly Redwood was one and nine. When did Grizzly Redwood win a match? Did, <laughs> didn't he beat Brutal Bob, or was that? No, that was, <laughs> was that years yeah. ago. I just remember that match definitely happened one time. I can't even remember when he like, when he when has he won a match? Uh, I think our sources might be wrong there. And Andy reached three and six. When did Andy reach win three matches? <laughs> when has he won three? I've... Maybe uh, maybe he has. Maybe like on the HD Net show, he might have won like something in the uh, when they had that top prospects tournament. Oh yeah, maybe he did. Yeah, and then Adam Cole four and fifteen. Ooh, Even ooh. the Bravados of Bravados were six and nine and six and ten. And so, so this is all events and I pay per views, but just not the TV tapings. Yeah, okay. and yeah, TJ TJ Perkins with zero and seven. Okay. There's quite a few guys who've. But I won one because I've obviously just like coming for one show, and then there's mm. Matt Mondo on Owen two and Caleb Connolly on Owen three. So, um, yeah, some qu- it makes for quite interesting reading actually. Yeah, check that out uh, at com slash forum. Cheap plug. Yeah, thanks uh, to um, Mr. Modest for uh, compiling all that. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, the next match was Tommaso Champa defeated Guy Alexander. Who is apparently no relation to Cedric Alexander? It was noted in the report. Or Cedric Coleman, as we initially called him. <laughs> After a, uh, a barrage, not a Barrett barrage, but a, bar- a barrage of attacks, the referee stopped the contest as Alexander was unable to defend himself. I think that's a good, a good thing there. Just putting over Champer as sort of a psychopath, basically. Just yeah, that that, that that makes just perfect sense to me. And <laughs> wow, something that makes sense. Yeah, some, exactly. Just keeping it simple and actually, you know, thinking, thinking, you know, does this make sense? Does this fit in? And it does. So yeah, good job on that one. <laughs> uh, 
the next match was oh dear Eddie Edwards defeated Roderick Strong. It looks like my um, sort of restraining order hasn't been imposed yet. The winner of this match would get a tart shot at the Showdown in the Sun weekend. Uh, Adam Cole comes out to support his new partner once Truth Martini interferes. Uh, Elgin heads to the ring to even the scores, and Roderick Strong wins via sick kick after taping something to his boots. Paul Turner heads from the back and says he saw what Roddy did, so overturns the decision. Eddie then wins with the... Oh, sorry. Eddie hits the diehard, knocking over Sinclair in the process for the win. So how did he win if the ref was knocked out? Because Paul Turner came down and started refereeing. Okay, thank you. Confusion and shoes. Perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Uh, Confusion... I'm, I'm just confused. I can't even speak. Uh, basically, there was chaos. Cornette came out and <laughs> with Kerry Silkin and said, at the Showdown in the Sun event, it will be Roderick Strong versus Eddie Edwards versus Davy Richards on night one of Showdown in the Sun for the belt. I think the only explanation is that Ring Runner have secretly hired Vince Russo. <laughs> oh, that just... I mean, the fact that we had Eddie Edwards versus Strong again, I mean... It's because, as I said, like they, they're being forced to do these sort of matches because they've got just got nobody else to use, and they've well, they've thought, right, we need this triple threat match, and then the only way to do it is by having this what sounds like a ridiculously overbooked match where everyone just seems to be getting involved and a lot of referees are getting ref bumps, and that yeah, referee like TNA ref bumps aren't aren't a good thing, and when referees start running from the back, and I mean, it's just yeah, uh, uh, it's this is another thing that. Maybe in spoilers, you know, it doesn't come across as well as it will on the TV show. That's the only thing we can hope, really. Mm. I mean, we've sort of discussed uh, about, you know, that, that match itself, the triple threat. So uh, yeah, we'll move on to the fourth taping. I thought you said Roddy interfered in four matches. We're at the fourth show and he's only interfered once. I'm sure I'm <laughs> so sure I read... He's interfered three times in one event, in one taping. He's not... Well, I, I see twice in this event. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, which which one's this? The fourth taping. I, I see uh, Strong's I'll name do... in the report several times. Oh, okay. With him, with okay. him not having a single match. So. Well, he, he got involved in the Riches and Lethal title match. He got involved in the Edwards and Strong match. Oh, because he's in the match. How oh, can... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> interfering in his own match. <laughs> Moving on to the fourth taping. The main event for the fourth taping is called a Blind Destiny Challenge. The winner of that match gets a title shot at Showdown in the Sun. Uh, The opening contest was Jay Lethal defeating Kenny King in a Proving Ground match, which I'm sure um, is going to be quite a good match. I'm actually looking forward to that. Um, He he won via roll-up, and Roderick Strong and Martini came out to watch. So perhaps... Roddy is getting his title shot at some point. I don't know if the I don't know why Roderick Strong came out there, but uh, at least they sort of reference to it. I mean, well, we at least, at least they're sort of acknowledging that he's got a title shot because there'd, there'd be no reason for him to come out and watch it otherwise, would there? Mm. Uh, we then had a qualifying match for the Blind Destiny Challenge main event, and Steen defeated Adam Cole, and then we got to the main event, which was Michael Elgin defeated Adam. Uh, sorry, defeated Kyle O'Reilly, which was another qualifier. Roderick Strong interfered again mid-match, making his fourth mid-match appearance, it says here, but I believe that's the third. 
So, uh, what happened to Elgin's Survival of the Fittest uh, title match? Is he not using that? Yeah, one just yeah. Matt, I don't know if he's using that to sort of get in this match to get in this tournament, or whether they're just going to ignore that. I, I mean, I don't know. And, well, that wouldn't make any sense. I'm going to I'm going to use the match where I have a guaranteed title shot to <laughs> put myself in a tournament where I might not win. <laughs> Uh, Richards was also out there to support O'Reilly and after the match uh, Davey and Roddy started brawling so is Roddy trying to feud with Lethal and Davey at the same time we honestly don't know um, it was then announced on night 2 of Showdown the Sun it will be Davey Richards versus Steen versus Elgin However, th- th- this has been correct. sort of disputed yeah I think there was I think it was PW Insider that was reporting that apparently then. They're not sure, but it's not going to be a triple threat match. But those three guys are going to be involved. They 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 think though that that's what they're reporting that some at least one other guy was going to be added to that. I mean, I'm not. They weren't sure what what sort of match it was going to be. They, they I'm sure they said that it was going to be like a, a new basically gimmick match. Um, like whether this what's it called the Blind Destiny Challenge? Whether it's going to be, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like some sort of scramble match where there's like five or six guys in it or. I, mean, I, I, I really a, don't a know. Blindfold, blindfold, uh, <laughs> the war, blindfold the on a pole War match. games, war games yeah. match. I mean, honestly, you know, it sounds like there's a lot of confusion. There's, you know, no confirmation as what has actually been announced. But a five-man, six-man gimmick match sounds stupid, honestly. Why, personally, if they're going to have that triple threat at night one, just have Elgin versus Davy on night two. Yeah, that's what I was or thinking. Why not just... Yeah. Because he's already yeah, got his title that, shot anyway from Survival of the Fittest. Yeah, so as, you, as John said, why is he getting involved in a, a tournament when he's already got a guaranteed title shot? I it's mean, like when All Night Express at Final Battle were trying to earn another tag title shot when they've already got one. Yeah, it's just... It, it's giving me a headache just trying to work out what's happening. Hopefully, when this you know airs on TV, it'll all make sense. Hope We can only hope. But the fact that Steen is going to be in a title shot, title match, and... It's not one on one. It's disappointing. They should have just saved, you know, kept Davy and Steen apart until they have this one on one match on pay per view, whenever that may be. I just think this is extremely stupid. This whatever happens, whether it's three man, five man, ten, whatever happens, but Steen should not be in it personally until it's one on one. Yeah, I agree with that. So that wraps up. Uh... All of the spoilers and our very negative outlook of the spoilers, but we're still optimistic that on TV it'll pan out well with the editing and whatnot. But anything you'd like to share before we sort of wrap up the show? No, not really. As you said, hopefully things will come out a lot better on on the TV show, and they'll uh, you know use some of the, like the inside ROA segments and some of the other uh, segments to sort of just uh, make things more um, you know less well less confusing. Mm. John? Uh, pretty much what Steven just said. Hopefully it turns out better on uh, actually seeing it than just reading about it. Well, that uh, that wraps up this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, episode 20. I'm su- honestly surprised we made it this this far. I think we're going to have more uh, episodes and listeners soon. But <laughs> <laughs> Soon? Uh, <laughs> thank you uh, to Stephen and John for joining me. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And we will see you all next week for episode 21.